You're listening to the Oh Happy Day podcast, where we have conversations about faith in the wedding industry. I'm Allie McCroskey, a wedding photographer and your host. If you're in need of a little encouragement or want to learn about how faith impacts your work in the wedding world, you're in the right place. Hi, friends. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Sarah Westmoreland Green, a photographer here in Charleston, South Carolina. I first met Sarah when she was a guest at a wedding that I was photographing. And since then, we've become friends and even got to work together a little bit last year. She is one of the nicest and most energetic people that I know. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, Allie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited we get to talk today. So something people should definitely know about you is you are probably the biggest Alabama football fan that I have ever met um, with this <laughs> saying something. Um, do you still go to a lot of the football games? You know, I try to, but given that it's about an eight to nine hour drive, sometimes that can be a little difficult. But I definitely, as uh, a lot of my clients know, sometimes I schedule my shoots around big Alabama football games. <laughs> so I watch as many as I can and yeah, that's where I went to college. So roll tide. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I went to Clemson, but I still love you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The tricky part, I think, about those of us that went to colleges with big football programs is that, like you said, we work a lot of Saturdays. So mm -hmm. I haven't been able to go to a Clemson game in years, which is kind of sad. So I'm trying to be better about scheduling my fall weekends. So maybe I can start going to at least one football game every now yes. and again. <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit about kind of your background? What got you into photography when you started your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I started photography when I would say I was in high school. I mean, to be honest, as long as I've been able to hold a camera in my hand, I've been shooting photography. My grandfather gave me my first film camera. But when I say film camera, I don't mean like a 35 millimeter. I mean, like a Kodak, you know, point and shoot kind of you pick up at CVS and you know, I just took an interest in it in high school. And but I never thought that I'd ever make a career out of it. I even went to college to be a teacher. And then after my freshman year at Alabama, I was like, okay, this is not going to cut it. <laughs> this is not what I enjoy doing. And so I just kind of transitioned into a photojournalism major with a minor in photography. And I started, I officially started my business when I moved to Charleston. in let's see, March of 2020. So right before the pandemic, <laughs> which... <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I've actually talked to several people that have started their businesses either right before or right during COVID, um, which is interesting. And I think that's changed the wedding industry, mm -hmm. I think, permanently, probably at this point, as far as what people's priorities are, and even changed a little bit how people run their businesses. But yeah. well, since you are kind of starting your business within the last couple of years, what is your favorite part about being a photographer? Aside from taking pictures, I would say my favorite part is getting to meet different people in the community of Charleston. I, I think we're different in the fact that a lot of photographers and wedding vendors just kind of rally around one another. And you may have never met anybody before, but through social media, you connect and you feel like you've met that person. Um, and I think it's just really interesting to meet a bunch of different people in the community and just get to talk to them and hear their stories. Aside from that, I really love my couples. They're They're really great. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of them are from out of town and, you know, they're coming here for vacation and they, they ask if they can do a couple session with me. And it's always just really interesting to hear people's stories and why they're drawn to Charleston. And, you know, I like hearing people's love stories too. 
Yeah, that's so fun. I like what you said about the community here in Charleston. I think we're really lucky in the fact that the wedding community as a whole, at least in Charleston, is super supportive of each other, really Mm -hmm. kind. People send each other referrals. Yes. I think, you know, very easily it could get really competitive. Yeah. And I feel like we're very lucky here as far as most everyone is really nice and encouraging to each other, which is how it should be. Yes, I agree. (laughs) So one of the things that you and I kind of connected on pretty quickly when we were getting to know each other was the fact that we're both Christians. How has faith kind of been a part of your life? I guess it really impacts everything from day-to-day experiences just to, you know, serving my couples. You know, I feel we're we're called to a higher standard and we're called to to love one another because we're all image bearers of of God. Um and I think that's a unique way to just kind of look at things like even someone who may not know Christ was made in the image of God. And and I think that impacts how I interact with one another and just I don't know how how I love them and how I'm called to just be reminded to serve them even on my worst days because I have a lot of bad days. <laughs> yes, don't we all? So kind of jumping off of that, how do you think your faith specifically impacts how you shoot a couple session, how you shoot a wedding, or even how you run your business? Yes. So I think a big thing as Christians, we're called to service and be understanding. And so, you know, as a believer, I want each individual to be treated with respect and just, you know, just love on them in ways that maybe they haven't been loved on before. You know, I just think that I see a person as an image bearer of Christ when they're believers, and I see them as just an image bearer of God in general, if, if they're not. And I just, I know how much Christ loves us and how much he served us and sacrificed himself for us. And I think that's something that I try and implement in my thought process. Of course, that's not always the case. I'm not always like, oh my gosh, God loves me. You know, I need to love these people. But, you know, I really have just been trying, especially this year, to pray for my couples and just kind of meditate on what God would have me to do, you know, especially in certain circumstances that are difficult, you know, on stressful wedding days, you just have to be like, okay, like, you know, have a different attitude. And um, ultimately, I just want them to know the Lord and what he's done for me and in my life. And I want that to reflect through how I act and how I serve my couples. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I like kind of your focus on service. And I think it's important. I think sometimes photographers can kind of get a little too big for their britches in the fact that they're like, oh, that's not my job on a wedding day. (laughs) That technically is not my job. That's Mm so-and-so's job. I'm not going to do that. And I think for me, and and you are this way too, because I've worked with you at weddings as a believer, it doesn't matter if it's not your job. Like we are going to serve our couples. (laughs) (laughs) I've done some strange things on wedding days that were definitely not my job, but somebody got to step up and do it. And you know, if that's a way that I can go above and beyond to to love a couple on their wedding day, Mm -hmm. then you know, I'm happy to do it. And I know that you're the same way. So I definitely agree with that. You know, Christ has called us to serve Mm -hmm. and not be served. And I think that's constantly sort of running through your mind on a wedding day, Mm -hmm. whether that's helping the planner with something like moving chairs or that is putting on a bride's shoes for her. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Service is very important on a wedding day. So speaking of wedding days, do you have like a favorite meaningful story from a wedding day or a funny moment that sort of sticks out to you? 
a funny moment for sure. So I was shooting an elopement out on Folly. This is right when the pandemic happened. And we didn't even know up until like two hours before the wedding if it was going to happen. And so we show up to one of the, the, I don't know if it's a pier or whatever, little inlets. And the bride and groom walk up with the wedding planner. And the groom was very, very, very nervous. <laughs> and it was very um, apparent. And they were so sweet. And all of a sudden, he's like, I need to go to the bathroom. And we're, you know, on the middle of Folly Beach, you know, there are no bathrooms. He's like, Oh, I saw a porta potty down the street. I'm gonna go down and use the restroom. (laughs) And so he walks down. And I think he was gone for 30 minutes. And the wedding planner thought that he had exited the building all together. Oh and no. Me and the wedding planner were like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Um, and then we were like, did he get trapped <laughs> in the porta potty? We were so worried. He ended up coming back, but you know, his uh fiance was just laughing about it. Oh, you know, it's no big deal. And we're over here like, oh my gosh, is everything okay? <laughs> but everything ended up being great. It just apparently was a really far walk all the way down uh the main avenue on Folly Beach, but he came back. So thankful for that. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, no runaway grooms. No runaway grooms. <laughs> so you recently got married. I did. How do you think going through the wedding planning process and getting married, how do you think that changed how you serve your couples or how you photograph a wedding? I feel like I could talk about this all day. Um, I did get married in May and I love my husband very much. <laughs> but I think something that I learned as a bride was that I learned that I love clear communication. And just if you know, you're working with wedding vendors up front, I I learned that for how I serve my brides, I would like to be responsive, you know, 24 to 48 hours, if possible, or just make them aware that if I'm going out of town or something, you know, I'm, I'm going out of town for five days, but I'll be back and I'll respond on this date. I think, you know, I I feel like that's a little thing, but it's something that I learned that I was impatient about. Um, And I know, you know, as wedding vendors, like we have lives too, and we need to be, you know, um, present with our families, but clear communication, almost to the point of oversharing, but I'm also an oversharer. So I learned I prefer to overshare with my brides, which maybe sometimes, I don't know, isn't the best. But, you know, so I think the best advice that I could give is to find vendors that you get along with as well. Because you'll be spending a ton of time with them on your wedding day. You don't, I, I don't think I realize how much planning would go into my wedding, even though I'm a wedding photographer, but every every bride is different in in how much planning they are involved in. And so that would be my biggest piece of advice is just talking to the vendors and not rushing it, especially in this industry. I think I was quick to jump the gun because I was like, I just need to book somebody because spots are filling up because my husband and I only had a six month engagement. And so it's very difficult to find vendors that aren't already booked. But I think also serving, at least for me, for my brides, you know, they might book an eight hour package with me, but I like to try and show up maybe an hour early just because I want to feel fully prepared. I don't want them to feel rushed. I don't want to show up on the wedding day exactly at the eight hour mark and, you know, leave exactly at the eight hour mark. I, I, I want to get to know them I want and get to know the bridesmaids and just kind of, you know, really ease into it. And so I think service and communication were two big things for me Yeah, that I learned when I was planning my wedding. (laughs) Yeah. 
those are both really good points. You know, I think over communicating and even what you said about showing up early and staying a little bit late, I, you know, I think kind of one of the business mantras I've heard is under promise and over deliver, yes. you know, saying, yeah. Hey, I'm going to be there at this time. And even if mm-hmm. you show up 15 minutes early, they're like, wow, they're here early. Exactly. You know, <laughs> just what a huge difference that makes right, in, in right. them feeling valued and yes. well taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I do, like you said, I do think it's really important to communicate expectations with clients, whether that is how quickly you return their emails or, mm-hmm. you know, the, like you said, the fact that you do go on vacation sometimes and making sure you communicate that or put up an away right. message so people don't feel like they're left hanging. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, especially for photographers, we are usually with the bride more time on the wedding day than the groom is. The groom is. <laughs> and I, I'll tell people that sometimes like, hey, it's important that we kind of vibe and get along because mm-hmm. I'm literally going to be with you the entire day, more time yes. than your mom, more time than your groom or anyone yep. else. So that's important. I think, you know, that you find clients that are the right fit, like you mm-hmm. said. So, mm-hmm. All good things. Yes. Now, Kind of on the topic of being newlyweds, one of the things that I've heard you talk about a lot is your community group and Bible study that you mm-hmm. and Lou are involved in. Mm-hmm. Why do you think being a part of community is really important for newlyweds? I could talk about this for a very long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, well, you know, so when I first moved to Charleston in May of 2019, I lived at an apartment complex and I was at a pool party um, that was put on by this group that I had never heard of before I had moved to Charleston called Apartment Life. And um, that's where I met two of my best friends. Shout out Ken and Catherine. <laughs> um, they have been Luke and I's community group leaders uh, since basically I moved here. But they, the, the group essentially puts on events um, in order to be able to share the gospel at apartments. And I think it's a really cool thing. And so, you know, I just dove head in to community here in Charleston. And so I thought, you know, once I started dating Luke, I was like, this is really important to me. We need to be in community. We need to be able to hold each other accountable, but even more so when we're married. And so actually, Luke and I joined a group in our church called Reengage, And it's just been such a blessing to us. You know, we just talk how to communicate better with one another hold each other accountable. And just really the biggest thing is if our relationship with Christ isn't going well, then my relationship with my spouse isn't going to be going well. And so it just kind of hits home how the Lord in his grace and mercy, you know, came down to earth as a humble baby and died on the cross to save us dirty sinners. I am a horrible, wretched, dirty sinner. I will say that on repeat. And I am never going to be capable of the kind of love that Jesus has showed me and God has showed me. And I need to recognize my inability to love and be surrounded by this community that will encourage me to love as Christ love. Um, So to love Luke as Christ has loved us, which I'll never be able to (laughs) meet that standard. But it's just been a really great, sweet time with friends. And I really encourage anybody who's thinking about it to do it. So, yeah. No, I would agree that I think kind of what you're saying about getting married. I think when you get married, you realize how selfish you are. <laughs> yes, that has been like That's, the biggest thing. <laughs> like my number one be like, what? I have to think of someone else before myself. <laughs> I know. Parenting kind of does that to you too. But uh um, yep. Yes, both of those things. No, I would agree with you. I think community is really important, whether that's a mm-hmm. 
a Bible study community group, being a part of a local church, all of those things are really important that people that know you really well and can speak truth into your life and even support you, you know, when things aren't going well. Right. I think that's really important having friends that can do that for you. So, and having a community of other believers in the wedding industry is really awesome yeah. too. <laughs> I know it's been so fun. That's honestly has been one of my favorite parts kind of about starting this podcast is sort of doing my little stealth research to find people to interview. And it's been really interesting, even just just emailing with future guests and hearing their stories. And Mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited about talking to everyone because some people I feel like are very vocal about their faith and social media, but some are not. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I think for a lot of us, that's a huge part of how and why we serve our clients the way we do. So Mm -hmm. really good to talk about that. And I think the church as a whole, not all churches, but some churches keep work and your spiritual life really separate. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily talk about, hey, if you're a photographer or if you're a florist or a doctor or a dentist or a firefighter, here's how Mm -hmm. your belief in God can change the way that you do your job. Right. Sort of building that connection between the two. So Mm. it's been really cool just hearing people in different fields in the wedding industry, um, Mm -hmm. how they sort of bridge that gap between their Mm -hmm. spiritual life and their work life. But yeah. So one thing that I really want to talk about with you that I think you are like the Uh master in (laughs) is that Sarah is amazing at Instagram reels. And I am not. really struggling. I'm my goal this month is to do like two reels, but how do you come up with all of your ideas for doing reels because you do a lot. It's really embarrassing actually. <laughs> um I I mean, well, you know, sometimes I'll just be sitting at my desk and I'm like, okay, it's time for a brainstorm session, so I'll hop on Instagram Reels or TikTok and just constantly scroll or I'll just listen to an audio over and over again and try not to look at whoever that creator is that's in front of my screen, what they're doing. Cause I think the last thing I want to do is copy somebody's idea. And I just think, okay, how can I apply this to my business specifically as a Charleston photographer who loves Alabama football? (laughs) But the embarrassing part is, so I go to the gym and while I'm on the elliptical, I will just be scrolling through Instagram reels or TikToks and just trying to come up with ideas and I'll like screen record my face as I'm on the elliptical going back and <laughs> forth and just type in my idea and save it in my draft. So later on, I can remember exactly what I was trying to do, but I'm not going to lie. I love it. I thought it was, uh, I thought I was foolish for doing it at first, but I've really enjoyed it. And a lot of people have said that they found me through Instagram reels, which is crazy, Yes, but it's, it's a fun thing to do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yes. And I love, I just saw your recent one where you made Luke do one with you too. Oh, yes. That was super cute. <laughs> I think I had to bribe him for that one. <laughs> but um, I I wish, I, I really would love for him to uh, guest appear on some more. Him and my dad. I love doing reels with my dad, but he's in Atlanta. So, you know, yeah. I have to batch some reels when I'm out over visiting them. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I uh, will be your first vote for more reels with Luke. So yes. Okay. All right, Luke. Did you hear that? Tell him I said that. <laughs> it was super cute. I love it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit older than you, Sarah. So I feel like I'm not as quick to, can do it. to jump on the new technology stuff, but I, I am. So if anyone is listening, 
we're recording this in February. So my goal before the end of the month is to do at least two reels before the end of February. So I gotta, I gotta, do you have a, do you have a TikTok too? I have TikTok. I don't, okay. I, I've used it to make videos, but I don't usually okay. post them in TikTok. Okay. I just have had to sort of limit my social media outlets, I think just for sake of time. That. And mm-hmm. and I realized too, that it was sucking a lot of my time. I had to, um, yeah, well, yeah. I had to set limits on my phone. Just, you know, this is how long I can spend on Instagram a day or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever other outlets. And then, you know, it'll send me a reminder like, hey, your time is up. You need to get mm-hmm. off. So yeah, I agree with that. I think um, setting boundaries for me has been a huge thing this year. And just, I feel like God is calling me to obedience this year, which is something I'm not good at. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I've just been trying to like put my phone away at eight o'clock every single night. Like, don't look at your emails. Don't look at your texts. Just enjoy your time with Luke, you know, unwind from the day and go from there. No, so. that's a good idea. Yeah, I, um, I, I spend a lot of time in the car line for school, picking up my daughter from school. And uh-huh. so what's funny is, you know, it's tempting for me to be on my phone during that time for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. or however long I am sitting in the car waiting to pick her up. Mm-hmm. But my phone service is terrible there. And I don't oh, no. like, okay, Lord, I get the point. I need to be using this time a little bit better than staring at Instagram. So I always have books in the car. You know, I used to sometimes do my Bible study in the car. I would just leave mm-hmm. stuff in the car. You know, it's mm-hmm. quiet. There's nobody with me. And I have about 30 yep. minutes every day. So I really had no excuse as to not use that time well. Right, um, right. Really, I don't know. I, I feel like the Lord was like, and I'm going to cut your phone service, so you can't even be tempted because <laughs> your phone's it. not going to work. <laughs> oh, gosh. What, what, what kind of quiet times are you doing right now? You know, I'm actually in between. So um, over Christmas, I did the She Reads Truth Advent study. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was a good one. If y'all have never done a She Reads Truth book, I really love them for the simplicity of it. It is just scripture. You're reading the Bible. It is very doable amount each day. I think for me as a mom and a business owner, I don't necessarily have hours each day to do a Bible study. So um, Mm -hmm. it's a very reasonable amount. The books are beautiful. And it's, I need structure personally. Yeah. I need something that I'm doing each day. So I'm actually about to start another study with some people in my neighborhood next week. Oh, that'll be fun. That we're doing for the book of John. So I'm excited about that. That's what we just did. Our group just did that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely one. I need structure. I need a book. I need somebody to sort of be telling me what to do each day. You know, I've done BSF Mm -hmm. in the past, which is similar where you have homework each Mm -hmm. day and they have a specific scripture reading that they, they tell you to do. So that's kind of what works for me, but yeah. All right. Kind of uh, jumping back to what we were talking about earlier with social media for all the people that want to see your awesome reels. Can you share where people can find you online? Yes. So I am on Instagram. Uh, My handle is Sarah with an H of Westmoreland photography. And then I am also on TikTok and it is Sarah Westmoreland photo. And for anybody who can't spell Westmoreland, (laughs) it's W-E-S-T-M-O-R-E-L-A-N-D. And then my my website is just sarahwestmorelandphotography.com. So pretty simple. Everyone should go follow her and maybe you might Thanks. be inspired to make a reel as I am. So yes. we can we can all work on that uh, over the next <laughs> couple of weeks. 
Well, thanks so much for talking to me today, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thanks, Al. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to our conversation today, friends. If you'd like to connect, you can find us at Oh Happy Day Podcast on Instagram or online at ohhappydaypodcast.com. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, it would mean the world for you to leave us a rating and review or to share about the podcast on Instagram so we can reach as many wedding friends as possible. Until next time.